0: Hello, I'm Emmeline,
1: And I'm Kendi.
0: And welcome to Stuff With Moms, a podcast about shows, stories, and enjoying life. So, Kendi.
1: So, Lynn, how was your week?
0: Dang it, you beat me. <laughs> uh, it was yeah. good. Today was nice because we sat around and we played some board games, which is always fun when we do that as a family together. You know, um, Clark. What board games did you play? We played Machi Koro and then okay. Ticket to Ride Europe. And Clark's the to the one. point where he's he's able to handle games with more rules and understanding. More, more steps. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he played the whole of Machi Koro and then he was on my team for Ticket to Ride Europe. And and oh, okay. part way through he was He was done, (laughs) you know? So he just sat there and talked to us while we played, which was just fine. You know, we're just all all still together as a family. And it was, it was just really nice. And let's see, this week was, it cooled down, like the weather, not, it's not cold for by any stretch of the imagination, but it's cooler than it was. And... (laughs) It's been in the 60s and it's just, it's just so nice. (sighs) You know, I thought I was moving from the place that had like optimal weather, but you know, I've just really liked the weather here. It's been great. I love it. Yeah. And it helps oh, that there's yeah. air conditioning. Maybe, you know, 50 years ago when that didn't exist, it was probably uh, not very fun here, but <laughs>
1: it's great now. <laughs> but then probably not a lot of people moved in and out of where they were because I would hate it. But people who grow up there are probably used to it.
0: Yeah. Lorenzo got sick one day. He, he just got like some 24-hour bug. It's at mm-hmm. home. And we... Watched Avatar: The Last Airbender. We kind of nice. we kind of binge watched it throughout this week, and I ended up <laughs> watching all the rest of it. So, the humor uh-huh. still continues to be wonderful and and just really enjoyable. The characters you follow their story and their life and and how they grow and change, and it's just it was just fun to watch. I enjoyed it, and I would watch it again.
1: Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah, how was your week? It was good. It was eventful. Um, Emmeline has baby Emmeline. Her so we have a occupational therapist come every week to help her move and to teach her new ways to do things. Well, not new ways, the right way to do things. Because as a kid with Down syndrome, she hyperextends her legs a lot. Oh. in fact. To get herself to stand up, she leans up to get on her hands. So her feet and her hands are on the floor. And then she just kind of raises herself up, not bending her legs. But she's like over a certain amount. It it is the craziest thing to watch. But she'll straight leg it all the way up. And then she'll straight leg it falling down on her butt. So we've been... (laughs) Yeah, and then... She isn't as motivated to walk as much as I thought she'd be. I think because she still needs that help. But uh, Mary, our uh, lady who comes every week, suggested she bring somebody else to get get us some ideas on what to do. So she had the idea to put athletic tape on her back legs so that when she does hyperextend, it's got that stretch that her muscles don't entirely have. And so it's not uncomfortable, but it's just more, um,
0: kind of emphasizes
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of just gives that, that emphasis for her that the overstretching is, is too much. So that has been interesting. I tried to put the straps on Emmeline myself today. (laughs) She just has one. (laughs) supposed to put them on both of her legs it was so hard she kept moving and we tried like a couple different things and I was trying to be quick and the other one's already like kind of rolling off and so it just uh, (laughs) not good but (laughs) oh
0: I will take practice practice for you You and practice for her to just hold still while mama does that
1: (laughs) all right Oh, man, you try and get her to do something she doesn't want to do. It is trying. (laughs) She's a two-year-old that has got a stubborn head on her shoulders, and I think we're entering into the terrible twos. So Uh, it's like one thing on top of another thing on top of another thing. So it's crazy, but I think it'll be really good. And then we had our very first parent-teacher conference. (gasps) with Anders teacher (laughs) (laughs) for kindergarten. Oh boy! (laughs) Yeah. As we were walking over to the school, I was like, so what do you think? It's our first parent teacher conference. He goes, "Eh, he's in kindergarten. I'm sure it'll be fine. I was like, I know, but it's our first one. (laughs) I like, I like try to make it more monumental than it actually was. And it wasn't, I mean, it was just, normal you know it was like it it wasn't like we're going to hear you know bad things or anything he's in he's in kindergarten so it's mostly like he needs to learn more letters or he you know just the beginning of his foundational years so but still for me I was like oh my gosh I'm going to parent teacher conference and and that's where it started (laughs) (laughs) We thankfully didn't do a whole lot this weekend and our kids are too young to play board games, but one day we will get them to play. I try and get Anders to play. He actually has played Sequence with me before. Have oh, you ever fun. played that one? The kid one? Sequence yeah, no, for kids. The adult one. Oh, okay. No. Nice. He is actually really good. He's almost beaten me a few times. Oh that's I think awesome. he did beat me once. Yeah. <sighs> There was a game we were playing. I can't remember what it was. And I let him beat me. He goes, mom, you can't let me win. I'm like, I don't know where that kid went. Cause when you play tag, it's a totally different story, <laughs> but <laughs> he has to win. But yeah, sequence, he, he loved it. We play it cause we always, his bedtime routine is all like one of us will play with him for half an hour and then the other parent will read to him and then he, and then he goes to bed. And so, um, yeah, so we played that for a little bit. But then um, we got Waterworks, the pipe game with the cards. Have you ever heard or seen that one? No.
0: Um,
1: So I grew up having that in our house. I don't ever remember playing it if we did it was probably my older siblings because by the time I was old enough to know what it was I think we had pieces missing oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway so I so I bought it and and we played it and he he enjoys that one and then um he's got to uh, spot it somebody gave him that for his birthday and we played that with him before so But it was actually just another chill weekend, which was great. I love those. Mm -hmm. I love my kids at this age, but I can't wait for the days when I can do a full eight hours of work during work hours. (laughs) 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 And I'm not there yet because I have to be home for when Anders gets home. And then I like to have him do his homework as soon as possible so that he can just play and do whatever. Mm -hmm. Plus, he's not as crabby about it if we do it first thing Uh because... Because then you aren't stopping him in the middle
0: of doing fun things to do homework.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I have, that means I have to stop what I'm doing and work with him on stuff. So the weekend was nice. I read a lot more than I probably should have, but (sighs) it's so nice.
0: What's funny is I gotten to this point where Clark's older now than he used to be. Obviously that's, that's how life works, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, but as he's, yeah, as he's aged, (laughs) as he's aged, he's kind of, he's more organized than I am. (laughs) There's times when he'll, He's always been good at remembering things. I'm like, oh, and don't forget to do this. And he's like, I've already done that, mom. And it's in my backpack, and it's all ready to go. And I've actually gathered this for you. Here you go. And I'm like, whoa, oh thank God. you. <laughs> Maybe hit rub off awesome. on me, and I'll, I'll get a little bit there of you
1: that. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have our obscure holiday. What is our holiday? Tuesday, October
0: 17th, is National Pasta Day. I love pasta. (laughs) The origins of pasta are a little difficult to trace. Many researchers support the theory that Marco Polo brought noodles back to Italy from China in 1271. Though... This theory supports a tale of discovery and adventure. Marco Polo's travels are all retold through secondhand sources, making the accuracy questionable. However, if Marco Polo did bring pasta back to Italy, he certainly wasn't the first to do so. Pasta was already a popular dish in Italy by the early 13th century. Other historians have traced pasta back, to ancient civilizations who would grind cereals and grains before mixing them with water to produce their own pasta-like carbohydrate. Pasta was brought to America by early Spanish settlers, but wasn't popular until Thomas Jefferson made a trip to Paris and fell in love with it. Years later, when a large group of Italian immigrants moved from Italy to America, pasta became a staple An obtainable meal in the United States. Here's some fun little facts. 75% of people surveyed eat pasta at least once a week, with over 1 in 20 eating pasta daily. The nice thing about pasta is it's very accessible. It's Mm -hmm. cheap and it's filling. Are you in that 75% do you eat pasta once a week?
1: Recently, yes. Okay. So I've been making a lot of crock pot meals. Ooh, nice. Mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we're we're in that seventy five percent. We always have pasta at least once or twice a week. So there was this one time that Kyle would just make a couple of sauces and then every day we'd just cook up noodles and then add the sauce that he had already uh-huh. made. Oh, so yeah. easy. Maybe I'll have him do that again because yeah. that was nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it was delicious.
1: Yeah. It makes make quick s- meals of busy, busy times, mm-hmm. which is good.
0: Yeah. We just had one day where he made all these sauces and they were all so good. Oh my gosh. Mm, they they're so good. <laughs> Celebrate National Pasta Day by eating your favorite pasta dish. Happy Pasta Day.
1: Woo woo.
0: Okay, Candy, you are in charge of our acronym. I'm guessing
1: for the week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yep. I have the acronym, and it it is fish. F I S H. Okay. Is there? Do you give me a clue? Commonly used for a chat.
0: Another one of
1: these lingos. Okay. (laughs) Right. I feel like it's old. You're in a chat room. Think, think that kind oh, of acronym. Okay, yeah. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> Is there um, a joke with that? What's what's a fish without an eye? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: Not that funny, but for some reason right
1: now
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a good one. (laughs) Okay. Um fish, okay. Friend is super hopeful. (laughs) Um or Fighting isn't super helpful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. That that is true. Fighting is not super helpful. It's actually first in, still here. Ah. Yeah, so first in, comma, still here. I would not have gotten that. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. (laughs) Okay, you got our good news.
0: Have you ever... Seen those recreated pictures where there's pictures taken when you were a kid or a long time ago, and then you do them again years and years later. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, so this
0: story has to do with that. Reuben Flowers Jr. in 1994 was getting ready to take off. He is an airline pilot for Southwest, and his son, Reuben Flowers III, went and sat up with his dad, the captain, in the cockpit. There's a picture of him sitting in the co-pilot seat. And then they snapped a cute little photo. I'll put it on our Facebook page. And then Ruben Jr. flew for Southwest for 30 years, all while inspiring his three children to take to the skies as well. Ruben III told People Magazine that it's the best office view in the whole world. Reuben the 3rd was coming to the end of his flight school just as his father Reuben Jr was nearing the end of his career and it was that time when he stumbled across the old family photo and it got him to thinking that he might be able to do something special for his dad. Reuben the 3rd said It was my number one goal to fly with my dad. He wasn't sure if he'd be able to complete his flight school before his dad's March 3rd retirement date. But fate was on the young man's side, and on March 3rd, as part of a flight from Omaha to Chicago, they sat side by side, pilot and co-pilot, father and son, and snapped the last picture of his dad's long career. The picture of them recreating—it's pretty cute too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, um, Ruben Jr. said, "I really enjoyed flying with my son. It's truly a blessing for me, and it was just awesome." And then after they landed in Chicago. Reuben third kept on going while his dad went into a retirement reception at the airport to celebrate a beautiful career and a beautiful legacy that continues flying after him. Aw, that's so sweet. It is. It was just a sweet moment that father and son got to share.
1: That's awesome. I love that.
0: <laughs> All right, Candy, <sighs> you texted me this week because... You had wrong lyrics with moms. And I'm excited because I was like, I'm the <laughs> only one that thinks of wrong
1: lyrics. So I'm glad you have one. Not anymore. Yeah, I was working and I was like humming it along. And I look over at the title of the song and I was like, oh, that is definitely not what they're saying. <laughs> So I actually started to listen to it and uh, yeah, then I discovered I was off.
0: Okay. Let's see if I can guess.
1: (laughs) Mm, 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 Be my daughter. Nope. (laughs) I don't even know if you listen to this band. (laughs) Like I said, it's really short. Mm, 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 Be my daughter. They're the band that uh, sings cool kids. Okay. Okay yeah so what's <laughs> what's the song <laughs> so they're actually saying prima donna pre-madonna not is my daughter or be my daughter be my daughter
0: <laughs> pre-madonna oh that's great <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> so what's the name of the song is it called pre-madonna
1: yeah it's called prima madonna <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I was, when I looked at the title I was like, "Oh, nothing about a daughter or a mother or anything." <laughs> of course, why would you be like, "Hey, how about you be my daughter?" What? I don't know.
0: So, Prima Donna yeah. by Echo Smith. Okay. That's great. Yeah. It's
1: actually a pretty good song. But <laughs> I like that band. We're going to
0: have another story from Kindi. <laughs> I asked her, I wanted to hear more about her goats. So I asked her if she'd tell us some stories all about your goats, Um, Kendi, or at least a few of them.
1: We had a lot of goats. This wasn't like three or four goats. This was, we had a goat farm specifically for milking the goats for milk to then sell to customers so okay we had probably 60 i want to say oh wow
0: see i was thinking maybe yeah. they were like 12 or something but 60 that's a lot oh no
1: yeah and i could be exaggerating because it might even be like 30 or i don't know it it was a lot though we had a lot so because i think we we sold them too because we breed them as well oh okay so, I think it was like a combination of selling the goats and the milk. So, um, we couldn't advertise because there's something with raw milk that you can't, you're not like not supposed to sell. It was mostly word of mouth, and uh, people had issues with, with cow milk or whatever, anyway. So, and it was actually really good. I enjoyed goat's milk, I don't anymore because. Uh, no. Pat, and then the pasteurized stuff is not good. Ugh. Anyway, but apparently I thought everybody in my family loved goat's milk. No, my older sister hated it. She'd actually buy cow milk, which is funny because we had neighbors that had cow, like they were a, cow, a dairy farm. Uh-huh. So one of the stories I was going to tell is I would wake up early and i The way my mom tells it, it sounds like I was the first one up. So I would get up and instead of hanging out in the house, I would actually go out and go play with the baby goats. So that was like my favorite place to be. And there was one time I hung out with them a little too long and they gave me a haircut. (laughs) So apparently my hair was like long and blonde and then they ate most of it. And. I think it turned brown after that. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. But,
0: yeah. <laughs> Your hair My was mom, like, wait, no. the, wait, the, they thought, the, thought I was, Hey,
1: so I need to change colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Survival mode kicked in. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if you've ever had little baby goats nibble on you. It is the softest thing. And so I probably was loving it and could have cared less that they were eating my hair. (laughs) (laughs) And we love to play in the pen with all the goats. And so me and my little sister Kelsey would play in the pen all the time. And we had a goat. She was so mean. She would like run at us to headbutt us to get out of the way so if we did play in the pen with the goats we had to watch for her because she would thankfully we were we were either quick enough or we just either didn't play when she was around or we just would play around her and have goats in between us so that we (laughs) didn't get whacked (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she was she was pretty mean um and I also remember we only had like one, one or two male goats. I think like my mom would would neuter them, and them pretty early. But we kept a couple. I don't know what a male goat is called. It's probably just a goat. I don't know. I have no idea. I should know, but I don't. A Billy. Billy. Yeah. Oh, man, they stink so bad. They pee on themselves. Did you know that? Uh Uh-uh. They urinate all over themselves, and I guess they think it's perfume because they do it to mate. Ugh. It's so stinky. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I mean, I live on a goat farm, so it wasn't pleasant to begin with, but I grew up there, so I didn't mind it. But, man, man, when it was mating season, that guy smelled so bad. Anyway... (laughs) I don't know why he would do this, but he would flap his his upper lip. I don't know if you've ever seen goats do that where they're like D-d-d-d-d-d. yeah. And he'd actually like go. Bleh, 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 oh, was, he was so weird. He was so weird. So he did a lot of lip lip flack flapping. <laughs> it was so weird. That's awesome. But one thing I'm actually surprised about is Goats were so noisy. Like even the baby goats, they were so loud and they'd like they call it bleat or bleeding, but they were quiet at night. Like I don't ever remember waking up being like, oh shush, want to go to bed and you're being loud. They're mostly day noisy animals. Hmm. So that wasn't nice. So did nice your
0: goats, if you went over there and they were kind of just like all munching and stuff, and if you like went meh. Would they respond?
1: Oh yeah! Oh, I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that yeah, about them. They would <laughs> Yeah, that you can yeah, like they talk were fun. to them. Yeah, <laughs> we'd play like in their pen a lot. We had we had a field where we were on one acre, and we that was a pretty substantial acre. <laughs> Because <laughs> it seemed like it was big. Of course, I was little, so everything is big when you're little. Yep. I remember in one of their pens, um there weren't a whole lot of goats. I think it was where we had most of the male goats in, and there was like a pump shed that was in the middle of it, and that's where we would play spotlight. <laughs> it was so fun. You'd get a flashlight, uh, so one person would be it, and the other, and they would be on top of the. Pump house, and they would have the flashlight and they would have it on. And if you got caught in the light, Uh, then you were out. Oh, it's dark. It's a nighttime nighttime. Yeah. When the goats are quiet. (laughs) Yeah. When the goats are quiet, we're (laughs) disrupting them.
0: (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, Kendi, are you (laughs) a prolific goat milker? Can you milk a goat?
1: Yes, I can milk a goat. Ooh the yeah. skills. You, oh my gosh. It is, it is a workout. You can get like, I remember my mom. Cause she still did that after my dad passed away. She got these intense muscles, like almost as if she was pumping iron. She was ripped. Like <laughs> you get so ripped milking goats. And my dad built pretty much everything. I don't know about the house, but he built the farm and the, the area that we would, guide them in to milk them, so they would walk up onto, like, this upper part so you weren't hunching down on the ground. Like, they were on a platform, and they would sit and munch, and we'd sit and, and milk them, so. Nice. Yeah,
0: I hated it.
1: So how old were
0: <laughs> you when you started milking
1: goats? How old was I when we moved? I think we were ten, 6, seven, eight, nine, 10. I want to say 10, but I could be totally wrong. Uh-huh. I don't even remember when we sold it and moved, but I, pff, maybe eight. Wow.
0: <laughs> I was not, I was not very responsible at age eight. So good on you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, when, when you live on a farm, you're pretty much the, the help. So <laughs> uh, I lived on a
0: farm when I was, I guess I wasn't eight. I was nine, <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. but
0: yeah. I just played with the horses. I didn't do any work.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay. All right. Do you want to tell what we're going to do or not do next week? Sure.
0: So we are going to change it up a little bit. Next week, we are not going to be doing a movie or a show. We are going to talk about books that we've been reading. Kindy just finished For Elise by Sarah M. Eden. And I read The $80 Champion, Snowman, The Horse That Inspired a Nation by Elizabeth Letts. That's a really long title. <laughs> no, <it is. laughs> so we'll we'll have that in the show notes so you guys can look it up. And if you want to read either of those books before our podcast next week and have your own thoughts on it or if you just want to listen in and hear what we thought about it and then pick them up if you like what you heard i don't know (laughs) but that's what we're gonna do we're going to be kind of reviewing those two books what were you gonna say sorry i cut you off
1: oh no you're good i was just gonna say you can you can do what you like but that's what we're gonna do next (laughs) week (laughs) (laughs)
0: So now to our main segment we are going to be talking about The Young Victoria. <laughs> All right, we will we'll give a little summary. We'll talk about just what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it, our questions that popped in our head while we were watching the show. Um, what mm. our rating will be, and if it's mom-approved. And then we have our top three this week. We're going to pick our top three Emily Blunt movies that we enjoy. So here's our summary. Victoria <laughs> yep. of Kent grows up secluded and protected. Named heir to the throne by her uncle, King William, you watch her grow into her new life. There's politics, there's intrigue, and there's young
1: Victoria
0: just paving the way.
1: I have a question before we go into what we liked, because there was a part of the movie that I did not understand. Okay. And you understand lots of things. Okay. So <laughs> they're, they're at, so, so she's queen at this point. She's at a dinner party. It's right after, it's when the guy shows them the yo-yo. Uh-huh. Do you remember that part? Yeah. He's like, it's such a fun device that could be used as a threader. And then he's like, and a weapon, <laughs> ha-ha, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's that dinner. And it's when the guy is asking about Lord Melbourne. And he, the guy says, when he's out of power, are you going to miss him? And he's, she's like, no, he'll be back tomorrow. And he's like, oh, I mean... When he's out of power Because apparently he was going to lose the vote Mm -hmm. So I don't What does that mean And why does she cry about it
0: Okay so He was the prime minister Prime minister is a voted in position
1: But I didn't understand why she was crying Um, When she found out about him losing the vote
0: Okay so I think it's kind of like projected You know how like when we vote They kind of have a uh, this is who looks like, this is the favorite, and this is who it looks like is going to win.
1: Oh, so she was afraid to lose him to not be her advisor? Lose him, a, and that, she, I think it's,
0: because she kind of developed a trusting relationship, and she hadn't had one of those yet, you know? Because yeah. every, everywhere, like her mom and Conroy, they were just, you know, very protective Mm -hmm. or very manipulative of her. I don't think her mom was manipulative, but Conroy definitely was. And she finally had this trusting relationship that she felt she could depend on, and it might be gone. Like, if he lost, would he just... You know, would he not be around as much? And so she wouldn't have him to turn to when she had a question. Because, you know, she was young and she was in this situation that was really quite a heavy weight for a young person to take on. And so she kind of depended on him a lot. And so that he was going to possibly lose was really like, I guess, just... (laughs) Oh no, what am I going to do now? Scary, I think.
1: Yeah, okay, that makes sense. I knew you'd know what's going on.
0: (laughs) So one of the first things that I was happily surprised on when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I forgot that Mark Strong was in this. And then I was like, oh, I forgot Paul Bettany was in this. (laughs) 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 And I love both of them. And they ended up both being like kind of villainy characters. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Paul Bettany plays the prime minister that she kind of depends on. And he kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, manipulated her in ways. And then uh, Mark Strong's character totally, he played Conroy. He was totally all out for himself. So, but it was oh, kind yeah. of fun seeing them again because I totally forgot that they were in it.
1: What's something you liked? Yeah, I didn't. I, I yeah, because I forgot Paul Paul Bettany was in it as well, and so yeah, it was fun to him. And Mark Strong, he's like he's such a good actor. He's oh, so fun to. He to is. Watch. He is
0: fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I bet he's Um, just the nicest guy, but he pulls off a good, like, angry guy face. He's a good villain. I really, really really, I've noticed something as we've, like, you know, talked about shows a lot. I appreciate a good villain. (laughs) (laughs) I really (laughs) do. (laughs) I always, I feel like I talk about the villains a lot, but I think mostly because I love the lines villains get to deliver. Like they get to say cool stuff, right? But also, yeah. like, if I don't feel that the villain's a strong bad guy, like a good villain, that I'm like, nah. Uh-huh. The the heroic <laughs> person isn't very heroic in my eyes. I guess I don't know oh, what my yeah. they, what my deal they play is, off each other. they do. And so, if you have a good yeah. villain, that means you have a good good guy. And so, yeah, I appreciate the good guy more if there's a good bad guy
1: (laughs) oh god I I love the part where Albert gets hit by his brother because he's just all of a sudden already spitting out facts that he knows about Victoria (laughs) and she's like okay (laughs) whatever that was not what I needed to hear or care to hear about (laughs) I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. I like the letters
0: that they write to each other. They were cute.
1: (laughs) They were cute. And his struggle to like initiate the letter. Yes. (laughs) To be like, oh, that's not good. No, that's not good either. And then his brother's like, tell her how you feel or whatever. So (laughs) I don't know if you noticed the footman. So when she. She goes to her, the king's birthday party and they're at the table and the king is so drunk that he calls out the duchess. So Victoria's mother, mm-hmm. and she rushes out of the room. I love the footman's like facial expressions. <laughs> you don't get to see the full, you know, their full, like, ooh, oops, but I really thought that was really fun to see their reaction to the, the mishap.
0: <laughs> I would not want to have been at that table. I would have been like,
1: What do I say? What do I do? Like super awkward. Well, and the Queen and Victoria was like super embarrassed uh, too. Because yeah. you can just see it on your face their faces. And then when the king sits down, he's like, I ca- I did what I wanted. So I'm content. I'm about <laughs> to die. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love the king's wife, her aunt. Yes, she is freaking awesome.
1: <laughs> she is awesome. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why she didn't go to her for, for more, advice? More advice. Yeah, yeah, because oh. she had very sound advice every, every time. time. Yes, every time. You're oh. like, yes. Well, and <laughs> even some of her advice that she gave, she Victoria didn't listen to it straight away because. Mm-mm she says give your husband something to do he needs something to do and so i don't maybe that was the point of him finding out that what's his face was blowing money <clears throat> to nobody and uh it never fessed up to where it was but yeah uh, Conroy. Conroy, yeah. yeah it wasn't until he almost dies Lord Melbourne is like, you should rely on him as well. He's a good man. And I love I did love that part where he was like supporting. I don't know. I think the near-death experience. I was just thinking about it, how it's interesting how a lot of things are um more focused. It just puts things into perspective, like where she realizes, you know, she doesn't want to lose him. And I know that she loved him, but like their fight was kind of put on, not hold, but it was over because she almost lost him. And, you know, and, and that little sweet moment that. Oh, that was my quote.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I have it written down. (laughs) I do. I'm going to say it. So she said, (laughs) why did you do it? So stupid. Why did you do it? (laughs) he's like, I had, Two very good reasons. First of all, I'm replaceable and you're not. And then she says, you are not replaceable to me. And he said, Second, you're the only wife I've got or ever will have. You are my whole existence and I will love you until my very last breath. Yes.
1: <laughs> it was so sweet. Yes. Oh, this is the best part. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the love that they
0: had for each other, oh, it's the best, it is, and yeah, it was, I you really know, I really hope
1: that that is true.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like he t- did take a shot for her, but like what they said about it, like <laughs> that isn't written <laughs> yeah. down. But they did yeah. what they did in the movie, and it was cute and wonderful. and I loved it, <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah, it was perfect. I really liked how Victoria stood up for herself. Throughout the movie, you know, mm-hmm. there were times where yeah. people were trying to manipulate her or get her to do what they wanted in subtle and kind of backstabbing ways. But she didn't take it. She was going to fight for
1: what she knew was right. Yeah, well, just her character throughout her life, because it it sounds like she didn't sh- shirk away from her responsibility. Like she wanted to do a good job. Like that was her goal. And so I think with her mother, she saw what, what not to do, you know? Yes. Cause her mother kind of
0: got taken over by this Lord Conroy and he kind of mm-hmm. controlled her mother and she was, she mm-hmm. saw that and was like, that is not going to be me. Yeah. Anything else you've got?
1: I did like that she was more direct with what she wanted to know about, like, because at first when she started to uh, desire information, Lord Bell- Melbourne was like, "Don't don't mess with what works. It it's working. Don't ruffle feathers. We're just gonna keep, you know." When she was asking about the poor and how living arrangements are and things like that. And he's like, don't, don't mess with what's happening. Cause I've, I've lived long enough. I've seen what it can do and it's not worth it. And so the second time or third time she asked him, she was like, he started to dismiss her again. And she's like, no, this is what I want. And she actually said, I want this and this and this, and I want these reports at the end of the month. Yeah. So I like that she started to to take charge. You know, she had to kind of figure it out as she went, and she got there. Yeah.
0: And I like how when she did finally give Albert some things that he could do so he wasn't just sitting around twiddling his thumbs, that he did go around, and he's like, why are you setting dinner for a king that's been dead for forever? (laughs) Right? Like... How long has this been going on? Every night. Oh, we're wasting oh. money and and stuff this way. Let's redirect that into helping people. And he did. He took yeah. up his role and helped her. And when she brought his desk in to work side by side with her, mm-hmm. that was just great. I love that. Yeah. Which gets me into one of the things I did want to talk about is I liked... The theme of this movie, how um, how it shows kind of like how if you kind of partner with people in this situation, it was husband and wife. But when you go, when you work together, how much easier it is and how much more you can accomplish. They did accomplish great things, but it was when they worked together. And I kind of mm-hmm. liked the idea how the movie kind of pushed, the, at least in my mind, how it kind of brought that idea forward. What well, was something you didn't like?
1: I didn't like the relationship she had with her mother. It was very unfortunate that her mother was more focused on controlling her instead of just being her mother. And then... um I don't know. Like the first half of the movie, you're like, man, this this girl can't trust anybody because it seemed like everybody around her wanted to control her so that they could have their get
0: get what they wanted. wanted. Yeah. When Victoria kind of got pushed around by Conroy that one time where he even like physically grabbed her and threw her oh, yeah. down when she was leaving a conversation because she didn't want to hear it anymore. And she stood up and she's like, I can't believe you just stood by and let, me, let him t- treat me thus. I will not forget no. it. And I think that was where her mom kind of started to turn around. I mean, you still kind of see her fighting that... Victoria wanted (laughs) to have her own room and to walk up the stairs without having to hold somebody's hand. But her mom slowly kind of was like, wow, I am losing my daughter and I love her Mm -hmm. and I want to be with her. I guess I haven't, I wasn't doing, (laughs) I wasn't doing that relationship any favors by the way I was acting. So I think you kind of saw that chip away and her realize that she was making mistakes there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was hard to watch. And then there was one thing I did not like her little, what was it? Nanny or maid that like really belittled Albert. I agree that she did help Victoria a lot when she was a kid, but man, she was just mean to Albert. And I was just like, Whoa, you need to get rid of her. (laughs) Yeah, I and then she did yeah. end up getting rid of her, and that was good. Was it her aunt that said you need to get rid of her to make your husband feel at home?
1: I don't know, probably. Yeah uh, was she Was she the one cold that, shoulder um, to him that uh, like eyed Conroy, and he's like, "Are you studying me?" And yes. she's like, "Someone should." Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I must have, I must have, was it the dismissive part where she's like, we're just guests? Yes. And she
0: said a couple other things to him, too. And but she got
1: a little snippy. Yeah. Yeah, because she was like protective of Victoria, which I liked. But then when she got married, she was like. She, she yeah. overstepped it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where she
0: came in and she's like, why aren't you waking them up on the morning of their honeymoon? The maid that was a, supposed to go in there and I don't know, light the fire or something. She's like, no, I'm not yeah. gonna go in there and wake them up on their honeymoon or whatever. Right? She wanted Victoria to herself, I think, still. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what it was, but yeah, I didn't like yeah. that, that maid. Or nanny or I don't know what her role <laughs> was, but yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Governess, yeah, maybe that's it. So have you ever been in a situation where you had to stand your ground all by yourself? I
1: have not. Have you?
0: I've had a couple. I'll bring up, uh, I'll just share one of the stories. One time we were at a movie, me and my friend, were at this movie and we were watching it and there was just thing after thing that I was just like, that is, I don't like that. And it wasn't that it was awful. It wasn't an awful movie, but it's just they were just things that I was like
1: made, you feel made me
0: really uncomfortable. I finally was sitting there after another one happened and I was like, you know what? If there's one more, I'm gonna get up and go. Like my friend, she can stay here and watch it, and I will I'll just go sit in the lobby and wait for the movie to be done and but I kinda mm-hmm. made up my mind that I was just gonna get up and leave. And mm-hmm. and then it was like 10 seconds later, I swear, something else happened that made me uncomfortable. And I turned to her and I was like, I'm going to go. You can stay, but I'm going to go. And I stood up and I left the movie. And she she came out with me. She's like, yeah, okay. that's fine. I don't need to stay there and watch that. I don't know if I was just overly sensitive at that moment in my life. And, you know, where you go back and watch a movie and you're like, what was I... <laughs> But I've just never gone back and watched it at all. So Yeah. That was one of the instances where I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stay in here and watch this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's good.
0: So don't ever be afraid to stand up for um, what you think is right,
1: people. (laughs) That's right. I do actually remember. I think everybody experiences this. You just got to figure out how you're going to deal with it when it comes to that time. Where... And it's probably mostly girls because we're shallow and can be mean, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, it was the friends I had at the time and they would always talk about other people. And I remember talking to my mom who gave me the advice of you just walk away. You do not have to participate. And so, the girls started talking about somebody, I came and they were mean, like they were not nice. So they were basically gossiping and it wasn't nice. And, uh, so they started and I just, I walked away it not going to lie. It was hard. It's very lonely. It's not fun, but I just, I don't remember what happened after that, but I remember, I remember walking away and just being like, I don't want to participate in this. And so I just went and did my own thing and Yeah. I think I, most of the time I just went with whatever was happening. Unfortunately, (laughs) I'd like to say I was like, yeah, I feel awesome, but I didn't. It was, I wish I had realized at the time that I was doing something right. Instead of feeling left out, I felt left out. I've learned better, but since then, so (laughs) (laughs) to just stick with your guns and, and be happy about it. But anyway, yeah. I have
0: another thought. All of us have uh, qualities that are our strengths, but they can also be our weaknesses. So kind of like with Victoria, she was very determined, but that can also come across as very stubborn. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And in a way that can be a a good quality. Stubbornness can be a good quality, but it can also be a weakness. So do you have any qualities like that that you, like, I need to turn this from being a weakness to a strength?
1: I can't think of anything right now, but I'm sure I do.
0: I have the the same one as Victoria, so mine was easy to think about because I am extremely (laughs) stubborn. But my mom has always told me, she says, I think you need that because of your CF. You needed to have that fierce determination to succeed with the life you've been given with having this disease Mm -hmm. and that it may, it helped you get through those, uh, you know what, I am not going to let this infection bring me down or I'm not going to, you know,
1: the fierceness you needed to overcome.
0: Yes. I needed that determination in order to decide that I'm going to get better no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show those doctors that I'm not going to die when I'm 16 <laughs> years old. Right? <laughs> yeah. I will fight. <laughs> I'll show them. <laughs> you did. I you did. You showed them
1: hard. You're still kicking. You're still living. Yep. I think mine is the opposite, where I'm too compliant. I don't stick up for myself as much as I would like. It's good in a way where um, when things need to happen, I just go with whatever and I do what needs to be done and it's great. But other times where it involves my family or myself, I would like to be more like you and more stalwart in my fierceness. I really hope that if there is something that needs a mama bear, I can be that. And I worry that I won't be, but oh, only time will tell. <laughs> but
0: maybe I, think I can when, prepare when, myself. Yeah, yeah. Cause if you're thinking about it off and on, I think it kind of prepares you that when those instances do come along, you'll be like, I've thought about this and I know how I'm going to stand up for yeah. it. Yeah. I think he'll do it, Kendy. I have no doubts. Yeah. Well, thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's moments that I look back, like there was something that happened. I can't even remember what it was. Oh, it was when Emmeline was at daycare, and I it probably was. I'm telling myself that it was good that I wasn't a mom there because it wouldn't have done any good to yell at the daycare owner because she had the AC so low the Emmeline was turning purple mm-hmm. yeah I just sent her a text and said please bundle her up they didn't listen so whatever but she's not there anymore so the one that she's at is way better I, I said in my instructions I was like she gets colder she gets hotter you know than normal and mm-hmm. so please bundle her up or please and so they've been great like every time I go pick her up she's she's got a good amount of clothes on <laughs> She's very warm. So,
0: uh, Oh, there was an interesting fact that I did want to point out. At the end of the movie, it kind of gives you uh, little factoids at the end. And oh, one of yeah. them that they I say that. is that Victoria is the longest reigning monarch. And that is no longer true. Queen Elizabeth passed her up because she reigned for 70 years.
1: Dang. Yeah, she reigned for a long time. Yep. That so, cool.
0: out of five stars, Kindy, what would you give it?
1: <laughs> so, I would probably watch this movie multiple times just to understand what the crap is happening. <laughs> I, the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, what and then I had to watch the beginning a second time because I was having technical issues. And so it made more sense what was happening. Basically, everybody and their dog wants to control Victoria. So <laughs> for me, that would be most of it. We're just doing more research on other countries' history. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. I don't, I think because of the, the type of story it was probably wouldn't watch it as much as I thought I would so probably like I don't know it's so hard cuz I just love watching Emily Blunt <laughs> she's just she's so good so it's like a 4 I'm going to I'm going to go with a 4 yeah I'm going to settle on a 4 what about you that's a good one
0: I'm going to say a 4 as well because
1: <gasps> what
0: yeah it's a good one this is that a good is a movie good so, young Victoria isn't mom-approved.
1: Yeah. I would say, because there's, like, some uh, bedroom scenes. Not, like, full-on no. new ditty, but... Um, did you say new ditty? <laughs> yeah, I did. Because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta have somebody who actually wants to sit down and watch a movie like that, so I would probably say fourteen that's a good
0: i it isn't there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't think that little kids would enjoy watching this <laughs> because yeah. it's gonna go over their heads <laughs> oh, so I would agree it's a good yeah. fourteen and up movie, and not because there's anything wrong with it. There is some blood when Albert takes a shot for. Victoria. That's that's about it.
1: <laughs> it's mostly
0: just a will it keep their interest kind of thing. <laughs> nope. that's more what it is. So, but yeah. it is a good show. All right, Kendi, what are your top three Emily Blunt movies? Maybe we'll go back and forth oh, again. This. this
1: was hard. So, Salmon Fishing in the Yemen. If you haven't Wait. seen that one, that one's cute. It's her and uh, Ewan McGregor. Oh, okay. Hmm. I have never seen (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a a ruler in Yemen that wants to build a stream from a dam he has created to allow there to be a stream for salmon because he loves fishing. And Emily Blunt works at this company that helps rich people make their dreams come true. And so... She reaches out to the government, which Ian McGregor works for, and he's like the best fishing community. It's it's fun. Maybe that should be one that we do down the yeah. road if you want, but it's super fun.
0: I love The Edge of Tomorrow. That's that my, a good one. That's my number one that's Emily Blunt movie.
1: Yeah. It's it's such a good movie. <laughs> That's good. That's my honorable mention one. (laughs) Okay,
0: nice. Okay, what's your next one? So good.
1: And then the Adjustment Bureau. (laughs) Ah, that's my number two. (laughs) We tied. (laughs) Yay!
0: (laughs) Adjustment Bureau. Young Victoria. Nice. Young Young Victoria Victoria actually didn't make my top three because my my third one is Looper.
1: Ah. We
0: would love to hear from you. If you have comments or if you want to check up on some of our things we post, we have a Facebook page, Stuff With Moms. You can check that out. We have a question every week that we release when we release our episode that you can answer, Unless, or if you have other comments, you can put them on there. We have our website that has links to it, and also our email And they're also listed in the show notes. So you can click on them. And we love
1: hearing from you guys. We do. If you want to help us grow, tell others about us. Maybe share something you heard us talk about today. Like, I was going to say superpowers, but we didn't talk about superpowers today. (laughs) Goats. (laughs) things that you're good at. Yeah, like goats or things that you're you're good at but are also a weakness at times and things like that so we would like to thank red productions for our music and Jonica for our logo and we would like to definitely thank our listeners we appreciate you being along with us through these hours of our, us talking about whatever we want to talk about so Thank you very much. We appreciate
0: you. <laughs> okay, so this was a while ago, but one time and I was making dinner or something, Clark called from the other room, and he's like, Mama, is lava blood? And I was like, no. And then, Mama, is lava blood? And I said, no, it's not. Mama, is lava blood? (laughs) I was like, no, lava is molten rock. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, molten rock blood.